0: what's up guys this is the be yourself podcast with lord swank i am your host lord swank if this is your first time listening um let me give you a little synopsis or a little back uh, background uh whatever um little description that the podcast is about so um it's about being true to yourself um not conforming to traditional ideas just because that's what everybody else is doing and not just going along with the crowd just to be like everybody else because if you're not like everybody else you would notice that in the long term it is your best asset so for today um i'm not sure exactly what this podcast will be called but um, I have a few topics I want to touch on, so um, I'm gonna talk about uh, the importance of creativity, um, working hard and smart. Um, stop trying to go viral, just make good time, good content. And I'm gonna talk about the Joe Rogan episode I mean the um, Joe Rogan podcast the Nick Yaris episode and before I get to all of those topics uh, I just want to say that um, I've been on a hiatus for probably the last couple months I think the last episode I uh, recorded was in May but um, I didn't release it so this is going to be what the episode was supposed to be totally different topics and all like I was talking about at that time um, LeBron had just uh, picked a new team to um, team up with the Lakers and all this other stuff that was going on but I decided that uh, when I wanted to do another podcast that's probably uh, the information I put out there was probably too dated um, I'm pretty sure I get to the topics that I think that are evergreen in the episode, but for the most part, um, some of that information was just uh, a little too outdated to just put out there, but maybe in the future, I'll um, do something with that content. But for now, um, yeah, I'm just get into, uh, for me, like the reason why I didn't do podcasts is just because I've been working on so many things. I mean like um I got a beat tape that's coming out soon um Out three. Um it's more of like a, a catered to like a lo fi um boom bap ish kinda kinda sound um and i'm pretty much done with it now i have to remaster the tracks because i just figured out a new way to make my tracks louder and sound much better so i'm going back in and remastering them now i got about um five or six done out of 25 so uh it's not going to take that long at least i will do about five a day five six a day i'll knock them out quick but um yeah so that'll drop um I'm hoping for next month, next month sometime, October. Uh, so that'll be dope. Um, still creating beats every day. Uh, I'm trying to get my YouTube pretty consistent. I kind of got a schedule going now where I'm dropping uh, three times a week, two beats a day. So that's six uh, beats a week. And so trying to build a regimen for that um also uploading those beats that i put on youtube to my beat selling site um track train backs track train.com backslash lord swank and um people can buy beats there because i am a producer as well um, i forgot to mention that in the beginning but yeah i'm a music producer i make beats uh mostly hip-hop sometimes r&b um have an alter ego that does some, um, experimental, like electronic hip hop ish stuff, uh, future funk, whatever I do a lot. So, um, cause I have so many influences that I decided to just create another, um, alt- I decided to create an alter ego to, um, satisfy all those different influences that I have and to make different stuff, uh, because, uh, R&B and hip-hop is great, but at a certain time, if you do a certain style for so long, it can get redundant and boring. And yes, music making music can be boring, because if you do it a lot and you don't change anything up, it will get stale and you will notice before anybody else will, which is a good part for the most time. And if not, then you'll be left in the dust so yeah um, what else I've been working on um, working on sending out beats to people um, trying to connect with people uh, trying to get my uh, get a a certain regimen going on my Instagram too cause there'll be times where I upload once a day and then it'll be another three days till I upload so I'm trying to stay consistent with that too it's it's a lot about consistency man consistency this is not a topic but consistency man that pretty much builds up the the fortitude to continue and to be great and be disciplined because if you're consistent everyday doing something you will see results eventually Um, you may have to tweak some things and Do some better stuff to get some new results, but um, being consistent will always pan out better than just being talented or better than other people. Because if you're not consistent, um, eventually the skill that you have acquired, or new skills that you've acquired, or excuse me, the talent that you have uh, that you're built with created with um born with that will eventually dwindle and um just become nothing and it won't be there anymore and you will wonder why it wasn't um why it's not there anymore or something something like that so um yeah being consistent that's one thing I'm fighting hard with with all the things I got going on I'm trying to be consistent with it whether it's um, staying consistent with making a certain amount of beats to upload because uh, I have I kind of got an outline of what I want to do with the beats on YouTube so pretty much I want to upload like three times a week um so and those two those three days i'll upload two beats those days and so on the other days i'll just create as much as possible finish some stuff and those will be the beats that'll be on the upload days and so i think that was a better idea than just um what i did when i first started which was just upload every single day which, um, it was good, (coughs) excuse me, it was good to a certain extent, but, um, it just got, uh, the, I, I had enough beats to do it, but it's just, it was too hard to keep up that same regimen, just dropping two beats a day for like, uh, 50 uploads or whatever. It's just, it's crazy and i have enough beats to do it but it just got burnt out because i was trying to upload two a day and still make stuff um every day and ugh. yeah it just it was hard so kind of got this regimen that i'm trying to get going so i think it's the best idea for it so yeah um pretty much just trying to create a good create good habits on top of the stuff I want to get done because that's gonna really help me flourish in the next year or two it's creating good habits to um, plan out and get my goals done for the year month for the day whatever so yeah and um, so I want to get to my first topic and it is uh, the importance of creativity Um, so I don't know I just came up with this idea cuz when I brainstorm for topics I just pretty much go through my mental Rolodex in my mind and I just think about stuff that I think will be a good topic to talk about. Um, and that could really uh, help people and um, get a foothold, get a, some sort of footing and, and um, a topic and they can understand what they need to do to get better at this or implement this into their life. And so, um Yeah. So importance of creativity, and I think it's really important. Most people don't tell you this, like especially when you're in schools, from K through 12, college, uh, whether it's a job you work at, people in a corporate setting act like creativity is not the reason why there the lights is still on in the place. Like being creative will get you to a place like um, Netflix or a place like um, Airbnb or these different companies that came out of the woodworks and have smashed the the elder statesmen in that industry like uh, um, Amazon or uh, Apple products Apple um, changed the way phones are Change the way a phone should be, has to be, uh, the standard. Uh, like I said, Netflix, um, Airbnb, uh, Uber. Forgot about that. Uber and Lyft. Like, they changed the landscape of what that industry is supposed to be. So, like, now someone came up with the great idea of everybody can be a taxi. Just fuck anybody being a taxi than being a dickhead so you gotta um you gotta uh conform and and be okay with these uh people just because they're the only people that pick up people and take them to a destination so now everybody can do it and you don't have to deal with the certain people just to get to where you want to go anybody could be a driver so as cool and another way that somebody else can make some money without having to be stuck at a a shitty job just to make money and survive so uh i'm gonna go off on a lot of tangents this episode because most of these topics they they get uh, my, my blood boiling in certain aspects because like this topic people act like like i said before like People, um, whether it's adults or educators or whoever, some people don't um, realize that creativity is in everything. And if you're not being creative all the time or to a certain extent in your business, you're not going to survive because there are other people being more creative being better, being different that will wipe you off the face of this earth and wipe you off of your high pedestal that you're on so um, for my first topic I mean not first topic but uh, first little bullet point I wrote down um, I really should have cited my source on this but I forgot the video I saw It was, I think it was a kid's video on creativity and like the effect of creativity on kids and something like that but um says here the common misconceptions on creativity uh only about art something only a few are born with not as important as technical skills does not lead to economic value and so The retort to those misconceptions is that like it's not only about art everyone can um, be can learn how to be creative and it complements technical skills better and it creates economic value so If you think about it if i were into like a corporate like a job setting um let's say i'm a sales guy i'm a sales guy at a company i don't know what industry this is what this is but just roll with me here i'm thinking as i'm speaking right now so If I'm a guy looking to get into a company, and I have a couple candidates that are up against me, if I will better be served for the job if I'm able to know a little about a lot instead of being a specialist in just one position and getting the job, and or somebody else being a specialist in this position and they get the job, but when they're asked to be flexible and do X, Y, and Z, they're not able to just because they're just a specialist in one position. And if I'm the person that has, I'm good at that position. I'm not the best as the other candidates, but I know a lot about, I know a little about a lot of stuff that goes on in the company. Then I should be better served to get the job. Because if you think about it, I can be better used as an asset on the team because I can do a little of, about. Uh, I can do a little of the more flexible stuff that they could need in this industry. I know this is kind of a heady um, scenario and hopefully you're following along. But yeah, like if you, if you know, a little about a lot of stuff that can better serve you in any job field any industry that you're willing to go into just because like you can be used in different places and like you would be better served to um be a strong and and complimentary player to a team uh, that can ultimately do well and thrive in whatever industry this is probably confusing myself as I'm talking right now but whatever so another point I have here children need uh, key 21st century skills like the four C's of communication, collaboration creativity and critical thinking in order for children to not just survive in this new millennium but to truly thrive Tim Magner the Partnership for 21st Century Skills and that is a quote from him and that is pretty accurate now of course he's pretty accurate He, I'm pretty sure he knows more than I do um, but of course uh communication collaboration creativity and critical thinking that's pretty much when i think of k through 12 in college that's pretty much what most of what you're getting a lot of communication a lot of collaboration a lot of creativity critical thinking is eh, not so much i mean math can't is critical thinking, but most people don't need uh the higher levels of math unless you're trying to be an engineer or a doctor or whatever um high level six figure job that is like most people don't need all that math and all that critical thinking. They could use it in a different area as like financial, um literacy, um critically thinking about how to get out of their situation whether it's a bad job or whatever the case is um critically thinking about um how to solve problems in their job if it's a job where you're pretty much the problem solver like a a manager or or whatever the case is um another point um in the future success will hinge not on how much we know, but on our ability to think and act creatively. This quote is by the Joan Gaines. Joan Gaines Cooney. I wrote this in all cap. her name in all caps. I don't know why, but Jones. Joan Gaines Cooney Center, so yeah. I, wrote in, I don't know why I wrote it in all caps it's confusing but from the power of POW Wham, children digital media and our national nation's future yeah that is so important one thing I forgot to mention um, earlier in the podcast is that like I've been um, trying to get a regimen going of reading my books that I bought in this in this year so far, I probably purchased about about three in this room. I think it's three downstairs too. Yeah, about six, six books so far that I purchased this year, and um, um, almost finished with uh, about two of them so far. The um, Gary V's uh crushing it um book i'm almost finished with that i'm almost finished with um rich dad poor dad book um i'm learning a lot in that book too and i know a principle or something i remember in that book was uh ignorant is not going to be the new ignorant or i can't remember how this was worded but i'm just saying how i remember it and so think it's that's something about the new uh ignorant it's not going to be somebody who doesn't know anything it's going to be the people that um refuse to learn unlearn and learn something different pretty much it's going to be the people that don't know how to unlearn something so they can learn a better way and this is kind of what this quote kind of mean this um statement is kind of saying to me in the future successful and not hinge on how much we know but on our ability to think and act creatively. So like uh not knowing something is okay, but if you don't know how to um act on that thing that you don't know, then you will eventually not be able to progress in whatever that thing is of course so if you keep doing that for a multitude of things you're gonna be in the same place in all those different areas in your life like if that's your love life or uh, financial stuff um, career hobbies if you just kind of like don't know something or you're at a a certain fork in the road in and, and a certain um, area in your life you know, don't know how to seek those things then you're just going to be stuck there and you're going to stay stuck there until you figure out that you need to get better at that thing or find a way to overcome the obstacle or whatever it is so um, another point if we nurture creativity from a young age, if we value original and different ways of thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, um, if we share and build upon those new ideas, we can equip our youth to pursue a dream, start a business, learn a language, solve, solve a proof. I don't know what that solve a proof I don't know what the freak I just wrote down so uh take a risk draw a picture or change the world that is pretty awesome I'm gonna take a sip of water cuz my I just ate so yeah Okay, so had to take a sip of water there. My throat was kind of husky. So yeah, that is a great quote—not quote, but um, saying—that I saw from this video, um, talking about kids and creativity and the kind of like the importance it is, how important it is for kids to have uh, creativity. Because if you give them the access to dream and to problem solve and think creatively and not be um, ostracized or or um, just punished for thinking differently, like I think I've been punished I've been thinking differently for a while but not from like people or anything like that but just from from all the stuff I've been um been going through in my life like from school like I always I I don't think I thought differently I mean like I've thought differently but it's more now than when I went to school earlier in my life, but now I feel like I'm feeling the remnants of my thinking differently because I'm trying to, everybody most of the time is trying to go through a traditional path to uh, success or whatever that means to that person. Like go to school, get a job, um, get a good paying job so they can feed themselves and Uh, find a, a man or woman to eventually marry or have kids with and grow old and die and all that good stuff but I've kind of been pushing back on just that traditional like conveyor belt lifestyle because I want to do a lot of things before I even think about settling down it's a lot of life I want to live, a lot of stuff I want to do. So, I mean, I think differently in that sort of case. And I don't think I should keep just trying to hit my head against this wall that that I'm trying to do, like getting uh, or staying at a, a, a job that I hate. And eventually, I will quit and do something different because... I feel like I'm wasting my time trying to be what everybody else is because I just can't do that. And I say those are, like, my ways of thinking differently. And I've come to these conclusions. I didn't just, like, I wasn't born with this conclusion in my head to, like, do something entirely different with my life I just kept thinking and watching different videos that kind of sparked these ideas and that I should do something different and kind of take my path on my own and do something entirely different from the traditional route that I'm put into that every kid is put into so Uh, that's kind of what this podcast is about it's kind of like finding your own way and being yourself and trying to stay yourself throughout that whole path and just do what's right for you because in the long term um, you're going to be the one that has to deal with all the consequences of your actions and uh, the consequences of not um, thinking about yourself in the long run and Taking in so many um, Opinions That you just uh, Don't think for yourself anymore Which sucks but Happens to a lot of people And I'm trying my best to not be One of those people where I just Take in everybody's advice And uh, Don't think for myself And don't think about what's going to make me happy Jesus Christ probably shouldn't eat before I do this podcast because my throat is real husky but it's whatever, I'm going to fight through it. drink some more water and stuff like that. <coughs> my original plan was to um get drink some tea while I was doing this, but um, I didn't plan on waking up At around 12 something I wanted to wake up around 9 or 10 But when I woke up around that time I was just too tired to get up So I just went back to sleep Which was a bad idea Because now I'm doing this at 2 in the afternoon And I want to do this earlier But stuff happens so so um, Creativity has become Both the driving force Of economic progress And the decisive source Of competitive advantage And that quote Is from Richard Hart, Richard Florida Or Horrida. God my handwriting has Took a turn for the worse Jesus Christ um, Author of The Rise of the Creative Class Um, Another quote here, when we nurture our child's creativity, we create a generation of creative leaders. Yeah, because if you think about it, someone nurtured to a certain extent um, a guy like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or um, in these type of people, Bill Gates uh, Mark Zuckerberg um, any other per- creative person you can think of somebody nurtured that mind to a certain extent someone gave them some game or they have had access to somebody give them game maybe found a YouTube video who knows um, maybe their environment has helped them to help their mind to be cultivated and molded into being molded their creativity into being the person they are to this day and so if you nurture somebody's creativity like that like those people um their minds can do anything that they set them to and that's why they're at those places in their lives with all those um um billions and billions of dollars that's not an important thing but it has their creative their creativity has brought them to that much amount of money and stuff like that and um that's just an example of if you if you nurture somebody's creativity, they can eventually become somebody that you never thought they could be and be a creative leader and do all these different types of things because you were able to put a set of precedent in their life to be creative and never to stop doing that thing that keeps them creative and keeps their mind moving in a different frequency than everybody else so embrace the creativity because it is your asset and if you don't have it you need to cultivate it and make it Something that um, that is a part of your business or industry or whatever you're into, because uh, creativity is all around you. Because somebody creatively thought about the things that you look at on a day-to-day basis, whether it's a a, a freaking water bottle or some speakers I'm looking at, um, a laptop. Somebody creatively thought of how to sculpt this idea. And bring it to life. And that is all creativity to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Creativity and innovation. So yeah. Creativity is the shit. Um, what else I want to talk about? Yeah, I'm um, in I'm Let me get to this. I gotta get to this. this is weighing on me for a minute. Um talk about this is kind of like a main topic under a big topic. So I'm gonna talk about what I call the curious case of this new rapper named Kid Boo. And I'm not too familiar with uh every um new age rapper new wave rapper um that comes out uh that people call soundcloud rappers and all that some sorts of whatever they call them but <laughs> this guy i've seen him i keep seeing him in certain places and um, i've done my research on him to talk about him so this is one weird person man it's just like you never know how these kids will do anything for to be the best not the best because none of them are the best at most things that they do but how they try to become a big uh entity in this music industry it's like what the fuck are these kids doing like I understand from both sides. Like, I understand why the older generation hates the new kids and all that other stuff that they hate. But it's just like, these kids don't know anything about, for the most part, they know about hard work and dedication, all that execution and shit. But they don't care about the process and care about making sure they put out good um, music and good content to make sure that they have a solid fan base that will never leave them whether they fall off or whatever and this dude he's a new viral rapper I call him a viral rapper cause he does so many stuff so much stuff that it makes so much stuff that looks like he's trying to go viral doing it on the internet so like first thing i saw was um he claims he's a clone i remember seeing that the uh the not yeah i saw the video on dj vlad where he claims that he's a a, a clone from a from a, a cloning facility and oh my god i was just like what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about he says he's a second generation clone from Clone 8 in Toronto. And I was just like, what? And obviously, that's not true. It's just stupid to even think about. But I was just like, a clone, really? It's funny because maybe in another. 30, 50 years a rapper could say that when technology has caught up to these stupid-ass statements. But a clone, motherfucker? I was just thinking, I was just like, what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about? A fucking clone. The goal of this retarded motherfucker to say a clone? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> And so as i'm researching i find this this um video um from his ex-girlfriend and it's like a 50 40 minute video and she explains about her her time being with him and that he lied about having a secret family and having a kid and uh lied about his age and I'll get to how old he is he actually is not the uh the age that he's claiming he is and um she said overall that he is a compulsive liar and bad person in general that's what I got from the video and she, I remember this one thing that kind of stuck with me was that she remember I don't know if she either woke up and heard this whole thing going on, but I remember she was in another room and she overheard a conversation that he was having on the phone where he was really distraught and and upset at this person mm-hmm. he was talking to. Jesus Christ. I lost my phone. I'm tripping. Sorry about that. So um, he was talking to this person on the phone, he was real mad upset, and so he had um he was he overheard, she overheard him talking and saying that something about a kid and blah 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 and she was like a kid and bro, what the freak this episode is just, it's just not going right for me with my background noise and shit but Whatever so, yeah, she told him talking about a kid, um she kind of confronted him about it uh yada, yada yada um she eventually found out he wasn't his uh his age that he was claiming to be, and I think she said she was like eighteen at the time or something like that something crazy else like I think he was like twenty three twenty four at the time which is alarming like I mean a lot of people do that where they date younger women but I would think if you're that age in the mid 20s I would think you would go for something much a little bit older maybe 20, 21 but 18 I don't know but uh, that's another topic for another day um but um He poses as a new rapper but doesn't seem like the rest that's like a, a note I put down so yeah like in this interview with DJ Vlad us uh, the little clips come out cause you know DJ um, if you don't know DJ Vlad is like a guy who's interviewing a lot of rappers old and new um, uh, entertainment people people in different fields um, of industry and stuff like that rappers entertainers comedians um, what else financial people uh, just various different people and um, I don't like all those videos and interviews cause especially the new rappers it's just like why are you interviewing these fucks they don't have the credentials yet to be interviewed I mean I mean I'm pretty sure they have interesting stories and an interesting life leading up to where they're at now but I don't think everybody needs a platform to be to put all this information out but um, whatever I skip those ones to the ones I know that this is not gonna bring any value to me so why should I listen to this but I watched this guy's video just because I wanted to talk about him in this episode and I need research so as he's talking I'm thinking like this guy doesn't sound like any of these new rappers. He looks like he looks like X. Looks like XXX Tentacion He has the the pink hair. He's tied up his dreads and like a ponytail. Like X used to do. He has these tattoos on his face and they're kinda like similar to where excess tats were like under his um under his eye and um over the eyebrow across the head and it's just like wow and when he explained the name behind the meaning behind his name he was like it's a character from pokemon and the guy's powers was that he took other people's um he took other people's uh let me see I got it in my notes kid boo from dragon ball z absorbs other people and their energies yeah so pretty much that person on that character on pokemon pretty much absorbed everybody's energies and so pretty much his whole style is a swagger jacker that's pretty much what kid boo means in terms of today he is a swagger jacker. He takes people's styles and drains their energy. And so, yeah, I'm I'm looking at him. He's talking about, like, depression, of course. And he's talking about how he does meditation and all this different stuff. I remember in a, another interview, he was talking about how he um, has a therapist, I think. Or he went to a therapist and blah, blah, blah. And Like, it's okay to look like the new rappers and do something different but when you when you just have an overall different vibe to you that's just alarming and that kind of alarmed me like you're kind of looking like all these new rappers that come up but you don't you don't act like these rappers you kind of look different to a certain extent yeah he he has a weird I'm gonna say it again he has a weird vibe to him in his interviews it's just weird and he kind of talks with a, a certain confidence that not a lot of rappers have this new age doing interviews because most of these new rappers they're not good doing interviews and um, it's weird man and um, he formerly was known as humongous the god and he had Florida style dreadlocks like when I saw an interview of him as humongous the God he kind of looked like a, a older version of Rob Banks which was funny but I was just like wow this kid is really clout chasing at his finest and um and he was signed to DJ Khaled and I'm kind of looking at it like why is DJ Khaled signing this kid? This guy, like, why did he sign him? And I've kind of been questioning DJ Khaled over the last couple of years about his music and stuff because I think the last um, album he put out was pretty garbage. But like, to sign this kid, I'm just like, wow. What if? What are you doing? Maybe you're not the the musical person that I thought you were like this kid had no talent whatsoever watching those um the music and videos <coughs> excuse me <coughs> Gosh this episode is wild as muff but uh yeah so I was kinda questioning what he was doing With signing this guy when he has no talent whatsoever, but anyways, um, what's another point I got? Uh, yeah, like I said, he pretty much jacked uh Triple X and Ski Mask Ski Mask slump guy style um and flow on his songs. (laughs) Fun thing is, he said in an interview he isn't a fan of X either which is strange i mean you look like the motherfucker you rap like the motherfucker and he does the little like ad-lib that like like x and ski mask would do that he would do that i mean he did that in an interview one of another interview he did and i was just like what the fuck man (laughs) yeah this kid is a huge troll so um And I remember watching a couple videos of people exposing him, like exposing, like the real um, facts about this kid and not just stuff that he says in his interviews and whatever. And so I have some really good information on him. One says his actual name, uh, Marquis Santiago. He says he's 24 but he's actually born in nineteen ninety, nineteen eighty-eight, 1988 which would mean <clears throat> which would mean he's 30. He was arrested in 09 for child abuse and robbery that was pretty alarming and this dude pretty much says he's a clone to pretty much uh, to get away from those charges that he's had so he can always say that oh that was the my the clone that I had that was him that did all that he could easily revert to that and he's had and you could tell from if you look up that person's name and on google you will see his mugshot and he has this one tattoo on his neck and it's the same tattoo on kid boo's neck along with the other tattoos and he has a nose job and if you look in his face you can tell that his kid is older cuz you cuz he shaved all his hair off his face but you can easily tell what well, I can just by looking at so many pictures and videos of this kid it's like you can easily tell where his beard used to be because he's light skinned. So you can kind of see the the outline of where his beard was. And of course he's going to continue shaving it so he can look young, but he's not, he's 30. So this dude is so freaking weird. And then I saw a video not too long ago of him stealing Adam 22's cat. I don't know if that was real or not. Cause I didn't, I haven't seen a video of Adam 22 talking about it, but I remember him, um, Adam Twenty Two actually like talking about Kid Boo and how like he doesn't understand how Kid Boo got in the good graces of people like Ski Mask and Trippy Red and and he was in a video with um Bunk um with No Jumper and he remember he was the guy that held up bunk when he was about to throw up on adam 22 and there's one video that um uh when um adam 22 had a um interview with bunk his last interview that he had with him so yeah this yeah this guy's weird but he's in some weird circles and i remember one interview he was talking about how on a new record or song he, he got like Quavo and take off on it. I'm just like, how does he how do you get those type of features when you're relatively unknown? And it's not like you've seen him out about on that gram talking about new music, dropping new music. You just kinda of like he's like a figure that's just now coming up with all these features, which is that says that the alarm goes off. the 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 industry plant alarm goes off in my head when I think about. Oh, you're I never heard of you, but you already have a Quavo and take off and Migos feature. Like what? You're I don't know who you are. I, I'm I'm not continuing to hear your name when it's talk about music. It's mostly mostly talking about um the antics he does like i remember i was on his page and i saw on his instagram page and i saw this one actually i wasn't on his instagram page i was on the Explore page and i clicked on this one video because it's kind of blurred out and it said uh had this like advisory on a video like some of this footage in here is inappropriate or whatever some type of advisory and i was like i mean what's the worst it could be like some 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 ass and titties or something and i was just like all right so i clicked the video and it was of kid boo and he was talking in this hillbilly voice kind of a um impersonation and he was saying something about he's gonna smoke this hog or whatever and he has this giant like when you first click the videos of him he has a a mask he's about to put on. He has this flamethrower. Like a flamethrower like in what's the in one of the call of duties, I can't remember. He has a flamethrower. He has some girls in the back watching. A group of girls in the back watching and he's basically um torching a a pig. Like he has a pig and he's like he has a pig that's kinda like um stretched out and this thing and he tortures the pig and with the flamethrower and he puts the pig on the f- on the ground or whatever it's all burnt up and killed he has this machete he cuts the head off the pig picks the head up and eats a piece of the pig on the back of the head and when i watched the video i was like this is the most disgusting demonic thing i ever seen in a long time i mean i've seen some pretty disgusting shit on the internet but i've never seen something so odd and weird as this freaking video i mean it's just like what the freak am i watching i remember i watched it and i was just like yeah this is definitely going to give me some some nightmares or not even nightmares just like some horrible shit to think about before I fall asleep like it's gonna take a lot of like comedy specials and motivational shit to get this out of my brain for a minute like I remember just watching two girls one cup that was bad but this shit right here was just on some other level I mean it wasn't as disgusting as that was but it's just like jarring to look at somebody do that now I mean people do a lot of stupid stuff on the internet nowadays you see on Instagram or whatever social media you have but that shit I saw I was like what the freak man and so yeah this kid is just weird man and what else uh kinda have some things I saw here so he's like kind of came up with this formula so not a formula but something that I thought would represent him he pretty much is like a deviant he has the deviant virality effect of like a 6 9 but he has no talent like he's just as viral chasing deviant person on the internet just like Six nine was when he first came out. He was talking about he was he was shitting on everybody and and all his other shit and telling people to suck his dick and uh, he has the his Breakfast Club interview when he said is he lets his nuts hang and shit like he says shit for to be viral and all that like he type his name in it's super viral millions of views on most of the stuff that he's he's involved with. When his name pops up, that's why a lot of people uh, talk about him as soon as he does something stupid. So, he has that effect on him. He tries to do that. And you can see it. Because that pig video is just some disturbing shit. And I can't... I, I stopped doing i I like <laughs> like it's it's got to a point where it's just like this dude is so weird and it's so off putting that I can't watch any of his stuff anymore like I can't like I can't look at anything that has to do with this kid. I have to run away from it, it's so demonic and just us, uh, it's just so bad for the soul, man, <laughs> so. What else I got here? He used to be son of Dieter Khaled, of course, like I said. What else I got? Uh <laughs> he has a twelve year old daughter now. Yeah, so when an ex girlfriend video when I was just watching that, she said in the video he had a six year old daughter. When she was with him, he was twenty three, twenty four at the time. So now he's thirty. Uh, yeah, four plus six that's ten. My math is horrible. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was she was six when he was in his twenty. He was twenty three, twenty four, whatever time he was with her, and now he's thirty. She is twelve. And I remember watching some of his vlogs and shit and it's just a weird dude man so he was doing a photo shoot with Lil Tay and just like how is he getting into into these places like I don't know one thing is for sure this kid has a lot of money I will say that this kid has a lot of money a lot of fucking money cause first of all if you think about it he has a nose job that shit ain't cheap um what else he has a freaking flamethrower not just any i never seen anybody any new age rapper with a flamethrower like I remember Elon Musk was saying he was selling some shit like that like I'm pretty sure that shit wasn't cheap and you don't just drop some all your money on a flamethrower you're not gonna be a good rapper if you're doing that. So obviously he's he has a lot of bread. And I remember in one interview he kinda of mentioned how he has supported himself because um he was responding to like this uh uh question that or a statement that Kevin Hart said about these new age rappers with our tats on their face and stuff like that and I don't know who interv- who lets this guy interview but this guy on Power 106 I think on the west coast I forgot his name but this dude really does some bad interviews like I'm watching his interviews he just he is so awkward and weird I mean not weird but super awkward he, he kind of asks bad questions and they don't really lead to anything and just there's just bad interviews i don't know why this dude keeps doing interviews interviews are horrible but this interview i saw with him uh this kid boo guy again um with this uh dude does bad interviews um so he like so kid boo responds to that statement of kevin hart saying the um having the tattoos on your face, how you gonna support yourself when the rap shit don't work out. He pretty much said that like there's other ways that you can support yourself without a job. Like he was talking about how like, you know those pyramid people call pyramid schemes where uh um something about uh have this uh big house and car and stuff like that you can get it too, you just have to sign up for this program and and you'll be like me and stuff like that and he was like uh it sounds like a sounds like some shit but it's not it's the best 300 dollars that i paid for in my life best 300 dollars i spent or something like that and um he was probably talking about like uh drop shipping or something like that or some type of internet um service to make money i'm pretty sure it's probably drop shipping on like some e-commerce shopify store type site because i think if you those are type of things that if you get into um you can really make some money fast if you learn and grow and stuff like that and have mentors and all that other shit but yeah so he kind of put that out there to say like this is how i make money in my head that's what i'm thinking and so i was just like okay so that's how he supports himself and with the e-commerce thing you can build multiple stores that generate a lot of money coming in so he can easily so it makes make sense with that in mind how he makes so much money and get to do all this different shit like the interviews and um the flamethrower the fucking videos are super demonic um looks like they cost a lot he has a flamethrower in one of his videos um yeah this kid is freaking weird i'm gonna take a little break so i can blow my nose and get this huskiness out of my freaking voice jesus christ all right i'm back so um yeah blow my nose drink some more water I don't know what it is I guess I just I'll try to drink tea before I do this instead of eating something before and I ate something that was kind of hot so kind of had my sinuses kind of going crazy but back to what I was saying yeah this kid kid boo is weird um I say if you see his name on the internet do not click on that shit do not follow this kid this kid is weird this kid is motherfucking crazy he's not even a kid he's 30 years old and he kind of um, proves my theory that i kind of been thinking about for a long time that um, the older you are if you stay if you have a shaved face i can see how old you are in your face and a beard only um a beard when somebody has a beard it only uh makes them look younger and if you have a a, if you're old with a shaved face i can tell how old you are in your face like with this kid i can see how old he is in his face like i can see the imprint of where his his beard usually is because he's light-skinned. If he was dark-skinned, I probably wouldn't be able to tell, but he's light-skinned, so I can tell. And, um... Yeah. Kind of proves the theory of that. Like, if I can see how... You can... It's easier to see how old somebody is with without them having any hair on their face. Like, all these new rappers, you can tell they're young just from... If they're not... They don't have, like, a beard or whatever. You can look in their face and look out. See how old they are. Most of them are, like, early 20s. Maybe to mid-20s. Maybe um, 18, 19. I think Lil Pump's, like, 18 now. You know, from, like, 16 to, like, 22-ish. Most new rappers are. And this guy doesn't look like that. He just has... He just looks similar to these people but he doesn't in his face i kind of see it now of him being 30 and once you see it it's just like you can't not unsee it so yeah if you see this kid on the internet do not click on his name do not click on anything because the shit is demonic and it just looks weird and um it can be addicting to look at if you're not used to some viral person like this guy is it's just super weird. And this goes into the big topic that I was talking about. That's going to that I was going to talk about earlier. This is kind of like a mini topic inside of that topic, which is stop trying to go fucking viral. Just make good fucking content. And as with all the stuff that you make, whether you're you're a rapper stop trying to do shit that makes you go fucking viral it is not going to serve you in the freaking future and i have some um, notes to go with this of course and this is from a video i saw that i kind of researched this topic um stop trying to go viral and i got this these quotes now from um this video called why you shouldn't why you should stop trying to go viral on social media by Marcos. See, Vink, this guy kind of had an accent. Um, I don't know what from what country it is from, but he had an accent. So go figure. <laughs> I don't even know why I said accent because like that could be anything that could mean anything. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He's probably from Europe or something, but oh well. <laughs> So um, first thing I remember He said was uh, It's not long lasting It will spike and peak Then eventually drop off Die down and die down rather quickly Because I mean When I'm talking about Stop going viral It's mostly towards like rappers Because that's the thing that I see daily Like rappers trying to go viral Doing shit Where there is like a video a picture um someone putting money to their ear it's just all these different things and it's just like why are you trying to do that just to go viral and people to see you like it's stupid yeah like whether it's rapper or entertainment business people always try to go viral but that's not the way to go another thing uh, with all the people that have viewed the content that went viral they are not one necessary they are not necessarily your target market slash audience unless your business like Amazon or Coca-Cola a big business where most of the population would or could be your potential customers so you shouldn't try to put out viral content because most of the time you have a niche uh product in a niche market or or you're um targeting people that are of a certain age and a certain demographic that everybody doesn't need to see that and because those people aren't your fans they're just people that came across your video because it's been shared and reposted millions of times and you just have to make content that's relevant to your niche and to your target audience, and just disregard the population because eventually enough people um, will see it, and the people of the population will want to throw money at you, whether that's um, um, if you've grown a, a a fan base to a certain extent where nobody. Uh, can't unsee you or they, they just can't uh, what is it? be so good that people can't ignore you that's what I'm trying to say so if you've grown to a fan base where people can't ignore the stuff that you're doing then of course maybe you can field some offers and and maybe consider some stuff but don't try to make content for everybody Because if you make content for everybody, then um, or if you make content trying to appeal to everybody, nobody's going to listen because you're not focusing. You're not focusing your efforts on one type of person or a few type of people. Because if you don't do that, then you're just making content that's just weird and awkward and will just fall into a pit of stuff that doesn't get any recognition or any views or any, any, um, doesn't build any traction, none of that shit. So, uh, viral content goes viral because a lot of people like and share it. And when millions of people see your content, it means it is not relevant to your target audience for example so um uh Joe Rogan he did a podcast with Elon Musk and uh, they were talking of course and um Elon Musk eventually they start um Joe Rogan and Elon Musk they start smoking smoking weed during the episode and um it 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 went viral because of course Elon Musk was smoking weed so and he's the head of a big company tesla and people that are investing in the company pretty sure saw his video because it was on nbc cbs all the major news markets and people's talking about it and um if you keep going back to the original video on joe rogan joe rogan's um channel for his podcast you'll see that it's jumped from like Joe Rogan's most of his views are like a million 900k 500k most of the time Um, but this video has jumped up to what I know now is at least 10 million views and that's being viral like he didn't plan it on being viral it just happened to go viral cuz it's Elon Musk and He's smoking weed on a podcast and he's a leader of a company that is being invested in and people don't see that as being a good idea because they think that, oh, he's smoking weed. That means he's not a good person. He's not really good at his business. He's not doing X, Y, Z. He's going to eventually fail and my money is going to be wasted because I invested in his company and blah 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 and so yeah i remember it was on the trending um page somebody some news market like cbs or i mean that's not news but some of these big like uh, uh companies was talking about it and their videos were like a couple million already Um, so yeah that's crazy something that went viral that I seen recently so you should uh, build long lasting content that's really designed to benefit your target audience customers and future customers because a thousand true fans um, will be more beneficial than a million followers on Instagram that maybe only 1% really engage in your content and really care about everything you have to say because most people they they have a big following but they don't have a huge fan base for the most part like a lot of these rappers they have 100k 500k a million um, um, followers or whatever but they might not even sell um, 50k in a week on their music in the first week on music and that's an indication that they don't really have a huge fan base as it looks like from Instagram or social media because if you have that many followers and stuff you should have at least 1% of those people buying and engaging in all your stuff buying your music and all that shit so and streaming your music and all that so not a lot of rappers have a huge fan base as they as it looks like from their following on Instagram or social media in general if you look at how much they're getting their um how much they're selling in their first weeks it's not that big at all so don't let the huge follower count um discourage you from thinking that these guys are super rich and they're they have a huge fan base. Not every rapper has a huge fan base that is like a um a talented creator or a logic or like a Russ or who else has a huge fan base? Um Eminem, um all these other different rappers who has huge fan bases but um yeah not everybody has a huge fan base that goes out and they can sell 100k in the first week other uh project being released even though i mean that's a good metric to show that how loyal your fans are but i'm not saying that to say that like if you don't make that much um know in, in your first week of rapping that you're not that good or whatever it just means that you don't have a huge fan base as people think you have that's all I'm using it as an example for so another thing I got from the video um, going viral is about how many people you reach the amount of views you get and the amount of likes you get so it's not really a huge a, a good method to base your content on like if something goes viral from your channel or your instagram account you can't really gauge how to do that over again because i'm pretty sure that's just another video or song you created so stop trying to make something to go viral let something just go viral naturally like lma song um boot up think that released like last year summertime and it didn't didn't get hot until this summer earlier this summer so that's just good content good music um eventually catching on to people and eventually getting viral i mean of course maybe it could have because of a, a meme or whatever but that happens but it doesn't really um doesn't suit people well to just go viral just because um this is from another video why you don't want to go viral by tom scott um the thumbnail kind of kind of drew me into the video because he's like sitting on top of some rocks and scotland and he has a a a misty backdrop because it's like a rainy day and it like a cool vi- video he filmed and um he's all bundled up in a, a raincoat and whatever talking about this topic which is pretty cool to a certain extent I was like hmm that is kind of cool he's kind of like if he did actually like go all the way to Scotland just to film this video and have this background in the video um yeah so first off he kind of goes into talking about this uh this book uh, called the manual and it's kind of like a a tongue-in-cheek uh guide to success in the industry um whether you have talent or no talent and how you can succeed in the music industry and um he talks about this little excerpt that's in it that kind of um but like kind of uh a different perspective on going viral and stuff like that so it says the majority of number ones are achieved early on in the artist's public career before they have been able to establish reputations and build a solid fan base most artists are never able to recover from having one having a number one and it becomes the millstone around their next to which all subsequent releases are compared Either the artists will be destroyed In their attempt to prove to the world That there are other facets to their creativity Or they succumb willing to, Willingly And spend the rest of their lives As a traveling freak show Peddling a nostalgia For those now far off Wow Like when I Remember reading that As I was writing it down I was like wow that's fucking crazy that pretty much explains why these rappers, singers whoever is in the music industry they get that one hit and they're just done one hit and they try to make some stuff that trying to go do kind of replicate what they just did and it just doesn't work because they they created a hit with no fan base so the song goes viral they like the song but they don't like you for the most part so you gotta create more content so people can actually like you and build a fan base which is sad and it sucks Like, yeah you've got a lot of eyes on you but you don't have any people that really care about the music you put out And that's that's jarring to hear I never want to go viral I mean I want to build a fan base and I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of artists want to do like I'm pretty sure like Lil Yachty like um I think he got on to uh get got on from rapping and he had started rapping like maybe six months before he blew up or whatever he was in his college dorm room eating ramen noodles and eventually like maybe in 6 months he blew up with a song and off to the races he was so that's kind of like an indication to show you if you see a person that has gone viral or has made a song their first song has went viral then that means that they have to catch up to their virality they have to catch up to how viral that song is as far as a fan base, as far as content, whether it's music or whatever industry you're in you gotta keep creating more content so people won't believe you're a fluke you're a one hit wonder and all this other different type of stuff so yeah that's why you should hope that you're All the stuff you do does well, but doesn't go viral, especially if it's your first pieces of content you're putting out into the world, especially it's like music or art or whatever. And another point he said is that um, if you're a one hit wonder, then it's not you that's popular. It's that one hit. So. Oh, my God, so many people I could think of right now, that's that. People don't love their songs. I mean, people don't love them. They love their songs. Like, I don't love Six Nine, but there's a couple songs he put out that are I like a lot, like Gummo. Um, what else I like? Is uh, it Kiki? No, it wasn't Kiki. But it's it's not just that song. But it's some other songs that I like by Six Nine. And um I don't really like him, but I like the songs. Um I like uh some of Designer's songs. I don't really like Designer that much. Um who else? It's a lot of people. Can't think of right now, but um 'cause there's a lot of people that have had good songs, and I kinda actually like them. Oh, yeah, Fetty Wap. Um, I liked a couple of his songs. At first, when he first came out, I didn't like his songs. But uh, eventually they grew on me, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I didn't really like him, but I liked the songs. Um, What else? There's a lot of new rappers that I kind of like their songs, but I don't really like them as a person. But yeah, that kind of sums up that topic. Stop trying to go viral and make good content. Because in the end, uh, you can be building a prison for yourself because of the content that has went viral for you. And you can't escape from it because you'll be just a person that, like this manual said, the manual said, um, a traveling freak show peddling nostalgia for for those now far off yeah so um next up I want to get into uh about almost hour and thirty I clocked in almost here so I'm gonna try to wrap this up I don't want it to be two hours that's for sure um so um next topic is working hard and working smart um research I did is mostly on how to work hard not smarter how to work smarter not harder sorry if I confuse you how to work smarter not harder but both are um are pretty uh are pretty um essential to success in whatever you're doing so uh let's see here set boundaries. Um, This is a video from um, Evan Carmichael. This is some quotes from the video. Evan Carmichael, eight ways to work smarter, not harder. First one, um, set boundaries. You have to use your time wisely. Um, Like if you're an entrepreneur, you can't just wildly gag all day because um, this is your business and you can't just use a time however you want it because if this is your excuse me if this is your business um it's your responsibility to put in work so you can thrive on a day-to-day basis so if you like if you're at a, working at a company somewhere they're not gonna let you just allow gag all day you have to get some work done because this is your job and This is how you make money. And this is what your job tells you to do. So you have to make sure you do that every day. Or whatever task you have to do that day. So, yeah, you can't use your time wisely. I mean, sorry, I'm confusing. You have to use your time wisely. You have to set boundaries. Whether that's like you block out a certain amount of time in the day to say, No one can reach me at this certain amount of time I'm working. So if you want to reach me, you got to reach me before that time or after. So, um, yeah. So uh, another point is uh, use the right tools. Um, Because working hard will only get you so far. So let's put a scenario together. Um, So let's say. I'm uh, a person tells us to uh, like a person tells us to break down his wall, right? Um and I'm sitting next to another person. Um I get a hammer and um this guy gets a drill. Um which one do you think Will break down this wall faster. Most likely, the the drill, because the drill works harder. I mean, works smarter, and it works harder than I will with the hammer. I can work as hard as I can, but you can only work so smart with a with a hammer, because it's all strength. And that's what a lot of people do. They 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 value hard work over working smarter a lot of people can make money but if you're working hard to make money and not smart at all you're not gonna go too far i mean most likely you could be just running in circles to be honest but um so another thing um work in 90 minute chunks so um it will keep your mind focused on the work at hand. So if you work 90 minutes at a time, I think that's an hour and 30. Yeah, an hour and 30 minutes at a time, you can easily get stuff done and it is better to do that so you can free up time to do other stuff and it's just better to do it that way because you do that you leave all distractions behind and you work work until that chunk of my of time is done and you can go and do other stuff and I just think it's it's easier way to knock stuff out in the long run because I've done it with making beats and I've done it with like just like this podcast this is passing a minute and thirty now and um uh whether that's sports working out a lot of stuff that you can do 90 minutes straight and um and then come out of that 90 minute chunk and um rest recover do all these different types of thing, and then come back to doing some more work for another 90 minutes so that's pretty cool pretty good so um another point the eighty twenty rule you must you should use the 8020 rule. So the A20 rule is prioritize your tasks, get the most important things done first. And I remember this coming from Tim Ferriss first when I first heard of the 8020 rule. Um so always like always have a different list of tasks to do every day. Like like I said in the in the beginning of this podcast, I try to get a regimen going on my YouTube and, um, I'm finishing up my, uh, beat tape that I'm trying to drop on all DSPs platforms and stuff. And so I have a kind of like a regimen to complete those goals. So, um, I'm dropping two beats for, Um, three days a week which is six beats a week and I have a regimen to where I'm constantly working on beats every day but there are certain days that I have to release some new beats on YouTube and on my beat site and stuff (laughs) so as I'm putting a list of stuff on a note card uh, for me to get done I am putting next to each uh task I'm pretty much putting like a uh some stars beside it of how many stars equals like how important it is and I try to get those done first and usually you try to knock out the biggest thing you want done for that day and like today on my task like sheet or whatever I want um this podcast to be done recorded today and it's my biggest task that I want to get done today so I'm doing it now and if I don't get anything else done I'll be okay with that because this is the big fish I want to get I want to capture first so yeah um, learn to delegate another one um, learn to get other people to help you complete tasks so if you're doing like a business or whatever and you're starting to get overwhelmed with a lot of the tasks you have to do to keep up the sort of Um, the sort of regimen that you have going or process or level of productivity that that you're getting involved with you eventually have to get out of your head about making it a one man band man and sort of add some team members add a person to help you get some shit done Um, if you don't know how to if you're a big celebrity and you're trying to get your social media right. It only seems right to to hire somebody to help you do that. Like look at Will Smith. I mean. He pretty much is dominating um, Instagram this year pretty much. And I'm pretty sure he he's hired a team to help him do that. And it's working out really well for him and you can easily garner a, a fan base on social media by um, hiring somebody to help you build your following on social media and make sure you put out content every day that's good for your audience so that's awesome learn to delegate, delegate so you can save up time for yourself to do more other stuff and get back to doing stuff that's in, more important to you and shoving off the stuff that somebody else can help you with to somebody else um, another thing um, pre-commit to one task so pretty much create a consequence for not completing a task so like um, pretty much this is like the the burned ship's effect um, that comes from the story uh, i'm not sure this is true or not because it's way back in the in the, um roman um days and um ancient times where uh there's these two uh, uh fleets of people fighting against each other and this one captain of one fleet um when they got out of their ships he burned their ships behind them so that um these people had no choice but to fight um, the enemy because they they didn't have anything to run back to so all their focus would be on facing these people and fighting to the death because they don't have anything to um, fall back on any backup plan so uh, I'd say when you pre-commit to a task you can um say that you can um you can commit to do something and then make sure that when you commit that if other stuff comes up to um to disg- disregard those other things because you've already committed to doing something like I'll give for example so i remember i went to the edl fest um last month um yeah in august on the 27th i think yeah and um i kind of pre-committed to doing that to go into there going there even though i didn't know how i was gonna get there but i pretty much bought a ticket like in july and i was just like yeah what i um, as it got close and close to the day I was just like whatever happens I'm gonna make sure I go there and I'm not like just gonna quit cause I'm not gonna waste this twenty dollars I spent to go experience something um that I didn't get to go go experience last year cause the first festival last year is in Norfolk and it's like a hip hop festival it's like some um not kind of like a festival slash carnival like it had like games there and food and um it was a pretty dope experience I probably should have brought somebody with me cause I was just by myself but I mean it was whatever I still liked the vibe of of being around a lot of people around my age and hearing people freestyle and do dope music I didn't stay for the performances I was supposed to be there um I left right before they started performing and stuff like that, but um, it was a pretty dope vibe, I bought a shirt uh, this is, they had some vendors out there and stuff that was pretty cool so um, yeah, like I pre-committed to going to that thing like a month before so like anything um, like I wasn't gonna just stop myself from not going if something had to come up that day I was gonna go regardless, like like that week before i didn't know how i was gonna get there but i was just like if worse comes to worse i'm just uber there and that's what i did like i didn't know any. i I had some options to go like if to go like somebody pick me up and drop me off because i don't have a have a car but it's not all the way um it's back to normal but it hasn't um got to get all the registration and, um, uh, what else, uh, decals, I think I guess that's done, and some other stuff to get it back to where I can just drive and, um, get it inspected and all that other stuff, but, um, yeah, so I couldn't drive there, so, and, um, I was like, I'm gonna Uber there. If I have to and I did I think it was like $30 but I was like fuck it well deserved $30 I'm here um, I wanted to be here so I did what it took to get there even if it meant I had to do that but I was like fuck it um, yeah so um uh plan your day write out tasks that you want to complete for the day like I said um if you don't write out like now if I don't write out tasks to do for the day I don't get shit done I may get half of what I really want to get done done like I have to write out everything now because it's kind of like a habit a habit of me to to go throughout a day getting shit done so I'm not just wasting away days um Fucking around on the internet or YouTube and stuff like that or just watching YouTube videos all day. Um, working on stuff here and there and then um getting unfocused. So yeah, you have to plan out your day for real. Um, I was gonna talk about this uh Joe Rogan um episode with Nick Yaris. Um well the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had an episode with Nick Yaris. This guy who had um, um, who had was falsely accused and was put on death row for twenty years, and that interview like really really put stuff in perspective. Um, I can't get deep into it now because it's about to be almost two hours of this episode. So um, yeah, so I'll just give you a little, a little um. R- preview on it so he pretty much was talking about how he um, was a knucklehead as a kid Uh, eventually got caught up in some stuff Um, he got put on death row falsely accused and stuff like that and the only thing that really saved him from not like killing himself or being a destructive person for the rest of his life because of what he went through being in death row and getting beat and having to beat somebody else up because if he didn't the guards would beat him up and all this other shit he had to go through so like the only thing that really saved him was his mom and his mom pretty much told him like if you don't one thing i want you to do when you get out is to be a a nice person because if you don't if you're not a nice person then all the prayers and and stuff that people have set for you so you can be out and be well and you can do well will all go to waste so you have to be a nice person by the time when you come out so you can be a better um person for yourself and for society that you're you're um you're stepping back into and i thought i was a good i was like wow that is really i mean that's that's simple advice, but it's just like, it's that's powerful. And it was from his mom, so he, of course, he took it heart to heart. So he learned how to read, cause I, I think he said he couldn't read. Oh, he had a, a, a dis, not a disorder, but like a, um, like a disability that kind of hindered his reading. Um, he had a whole bunch of shit in his past that kind of affected him from throughout his whole life. I guess that kind of uh, messed up his uh, reading ability of course and so he learned how to read in jail um, he learned how to help other people read and I think mentor and stuff like that so eventually he got out and yeah it's, it's, his story is really, really poignant and he's you can tell he's become a really nice person and caring and heartfelt person and you can see his emotions get the best of him in an interview which tells you that even though you went through this shit is it's still hard to deal with on a day to day basis. And um when I watched the video I was just like wow my perspective on life is just so fucked up. I mean like I thought like my shit was bad. I was like I looked at this guy and I was like shit i was him i'd wonder if i would still be here so yeah i i watch i don't watch every joe Rogan episode but i watch ones that i think that will change my perspective on stuff like i watched another one on a guy that was running for governor in new york and he was talking about all these innovative ways to um to configure and reconstruct the whole um system that new york has for stuff and get away from all the different fees and um stuff that they pay that that new yorkers think that they shouldn't pay like so much in uh fees on metro and um getting on the um the bridge to cross the bridge and stuff like that and uh innovative innovative way innovative way to um reconfigure the whole education system in new york and it was like wow these these ideas could really be used for this country so we can stop just shelving out money to everything and like giving it money like thinking money is going to change everything but he kind of took an approach of like we're gonna we're not gonna take all the money just like because most people's um idea to change stuff is like oh it doesn't have that much funding give it more money give it more money but you can't just give money and not tell these people like how to to help configure the system and make it better because giving more money is just going to fuck things up more because if you don't know how to manage the money you're not going to make it any better by just giving more money. Like if you think about it, like uh let's say, um I just came up with the scenarios while I was saying this stuff. Now I kind of forgot it. But um if you like if you giving away okay I just remembered it. So if you have a if let's say you you've you've done well for yourself now and you've got like a year you're, you're making six seven figures a year and, you, and you've and you just done this out of like a couple of maybe a, a five ten year window of grinding grinding away your years to get to this moment where you're succeeding you're successful you're doing all the things you want to do in life and you're, you're truly happy about how you got there and, and fulfilled. You're feeling fulfilled. And you're having family members that of course are still struggling. And it may be come from a background that most of your life, most of your life, your um, family members has been struggling. And so if, let's say you have a family member that, that wants some money. and one time you give them money and a couple months later they, they ask you for some more money and maybe you give them some more money and they come back another month, couple months later now they ask you for some more money and this time you say, okay, let's play this different how about I just, I give them an opportunity instead of some money, give them a different uh, per, not perspective but a different idea to go about this without coming back to me every time he needs some more money so how about helping that person create a sort of business for himself or create a way to make money that he doesn't have to come to me every time he needs some more money So, um, that's like, uh, pretty much you're, how about you give them like, a like a way to sell stuff online so they could make some money for themselves. Cause then you're giving them, uh, a way to, to fish for themselves instead of giving them Ah, probably fucked up that saying what the fuck is that saying Uh if you give a man a fish if you give a man fish he'll always come back more but if you teach a man a fish they'll they'll eat for life or something like that I don't know I can't remember at the moment but yeah that saying so it's just like if you teach somebody how to fish they'll never need you anymore and um what's the point of just giving fish away if you don't teach people how to get it themselves and so that's kind of i don't know what path i'm kind of going on but yeah but yeah i kind of watched joe rogan's episodes to um to watch some interesting people talk about different stuff and now i'm starting to learn a lot about mean learn a little about a lot like i'm starting to learn about the education system and now i'm learning about how um about a person on death row and how they could be falsely accused and all this different stuff they can um go through in jail being on death row in the toughest prisons and stuff like that and about uh like i was listening to this one podcast with uh recently with um T.K. Kirkland he was talking to this one guy who was homeless and um he was talking about how the homeless guy was talking about how he um these shelters are like kind of like like a scam to a certain extent because these people that are working at the shelter are making lots of money where they're dry, driving like Benzes and Audis, Audis and stuff like that and and um, he was trying to revigorate the system and stuff like that for the people in the shelter, and um, they eventually kicked this guy out of the shelter, because um, he was trying to set a posit- petition up um, to help the people get like um, mental, like like a mental like person to come in and help them out mentally, and not just helping these people survive and keeping them there because at the end of the day it's even though shelter is a shelter it's like it's still a business to a certain extent somebody's making money from it um that's why it's still there and stuff like that so it's just like wow these i'm learning a little about a lot of stuff so it's pretty cool um yeah so go check out the joe rogan um podcast nick yaris episode um I'm going to start to end this podcast here. So uh, if you learn anything from this podcast, um, please uh, hit me up on Instagram. Tell me how you like it. Uh, This podcast will probably be released on a lot of different platforms. Um, My last episode, I just released it on Anchored. So um, if you just go to my IG, Laura.swank. Um, you'll find everything in my bio. It's a link tree link and it will lead you to my podcast, my beats, um, um, my beats that I sell, my YouTube. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, check out all that stuff. Follow me again at Laura. Swank, and um, check me out. Um, tell me how you like the podcast. Um, and, um, oh yeah, um, yeah, you can find my drum kit, I just, I mean, my, not my drum kit, my sample pack that I release, I have two out now, um, one is for free, um, if you hit me up asking for it, I'll send it to you myself, um, the second one is, I'm selling, so it's $20, it's like, uh, 15, 15 to 12, uh, samples that I created in the style of, like, not created but I cultivated like I found these different samples and I've kind of looped them and uh, put them together uh, in the style of like a currency or Wiz Khalifa that kind of smokier style kind of like laid-back feel like a cardo or sledron type of beat that you're kind of creating so I put together a sample pack that is for that kind of style of music if you make that style of music, i um, you can go and buy that sample pack and create some beats. So, um, yeah, uh, go check that out and, um, follow me on YouTube. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube, uh, upper echelon dot, upper dot echelon dot world TV. Um, that's where all my beats are. And I'll eventually start posting these, um episodes of the podcast on the YouTube as well so um, thank you for listening if you got anything out of it please leave a like, comment subscribe on whatever platform you see this on uh, hear us on or whatever um, I'm going to leave you guys with an inspirational quote of the day and um, I think I'm going to continue to leave it off like this as well so the inspirational quote for the day is uh never feel bad about doing what's best for you um yeah because i'm not gonna get into it but yeah never feel bad about doing what's best for you because eventually um that is the person that you need to feed for you to feel um happy and joyful and all these other things so yeah uh thank you guys for listening peace